0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. My name is Kevin Naidu, and I'm so excited and grateful to have a good friend of mine on the show today. His name is Chris Ketch. He's a past award-winning entrepreneur and recovered materialist. He has so much to offer, and I'm just really, really feeling blessed and grateful to have him here with us today. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So share with our audience and just tell them a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, I'm a past fitness studio owner
1: and an award-winning entrepreneur, uh, I describe myself as a recovered materialist because I was once very motivated by the the material things in life. It was kind of what drove me to uh, to get up for those early mornings and to work really, really hard day in and day out. And um, yeah, eventually I came to my own conclusions on life, gave that all up, and. I've recently moved myself down to the island of Ometepe in Nicaragua, and here I have created a beautiful health and wellness facility uh, named Wonderlust
0: Utopia for facilitating health and wellness-based retreat leaders uh, from all around the world. What a beautiful project, and especially one that's so needed, um, especially right now in the world. So, from from my heart to yours, thank you for your beautiful inspiring intentional creation chris
1: yeah thank you i hope we can have you down here one day to uh to share your gift as well because people like yourself are exactly who we're looking at facilitating we want to bring conscious elevating groups uh that are here to make a difference in in the collective in order to raise our vibration and and see us into into a new world a new way of living
0: Absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Um, I really believe in in collective and community, and all of us coming together to really support each other's greatness.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think I was so excited for you to ask me to be on this because, like I said, it's a little bit of a, a step outside my comfort zone. I'm not a I'm not a big uh, podcast guy. I'm not a big speak in front of a camera guy. But I I feel like there's a lot that is going on in this world right now that, that we need to discuss for the, the greater good of humanity. And I think bringing together uh, like minded individuals who share a desire to serve and to and to help bring uh, humanity into a higher vibration is is more crucial now than it's ever been.
0: Absolutely, I totally 100% agree. So Chris, I've, I, I felt so inspired by, by your story and your journey. Uh, you know, and speaking of a recovered materialist and the journey that you took from Vancouver Island and making your way down in your Westphalia. And I just wanted to take some time to speak about to speak about that journey because you know when I read about that first, the first thing that I thought in my mind was, wow there's so much trust in that. There's so much trust and surrender. And I know on my path, it's, it's been a process to, to really come into that place of trust and surrender.
1: The, the experience, the drive for me, the whole change in my, my lifestyle came about from me kind of reaching a pinnacle in, in my ego satisfaction. I, I had this idea of myself and and what I was supposed to accomplish, what society expected of me and and all the other conditionings that we go through as far as how we measure ourselves. And, and I set these lofty goals, and I, I worked really hard and and was very focused in what I was doing. And essentially, over the course of a nine year period, I, I accomplished you know pretty much everything that I had set out for, all the goals I had written when I was twenty three years old in a little notebook all the ones that were of the most importance to me they had come true and and i arrived at this point one day it was after i had won an award for the the young entrepreneur of the year for my local coma or for my local chamber of commerce and i remember the next morning after teaching a a, a sold out boot camp i remember feeling Almost exactly the same way that I felt deep down when I started my journey. I, I, I felt the same void, I guess, the, the same uh, maybe lack that, that had, had propelled me into this, into this motivated journey of, uh, of accomplishment. And, and it was at that time that really made me realize that if I was going to feel satisfied and if I was going to feel filled up, I had to pursue life in a in a in a different manner. I had to almost just reset everything I knew about life and and start fresh because all the conditioning that I had had, had acquired and all the beliefs that I had um, had acquired over time led me to this place that essentially uh, wasn't in my mind outside of the material side of it an improvement on where I had started. So. I, I made this uh, decision at that point in time to take a, a small sabbatical from my career, from my business and and do some backpacking. And while I was backpacking, I had this, this realization that I was just going to take everything that I was doing and I was going to do the exact opposite of it. Instead of having goals and instead of having a firm direction on where I was going and instead of, you know, forcing myself to get up every morning to work hard towards those those mind constructed goals. I was gonna I was gonna just have faith, have faith in God, have faith in the universe, have faith in my divine plan, something I wasn't all that aware of at the time, or at least conscious of. And I was going to get rid of everything that I identified with, get rid of everything that I felt to be of external value to me. And I was gonna I was gonna go on the road in my van with my my partner at the time and my dog and and leave it to to fate, to divine intervention, to see where I ended up, and I was gonna make the conscious choice to to live from my from my heart center, from my from my intuition rather than from my mind from that point on.
0: Right, right. So Chris, did you feel like this whole encounter almost an experience was was divinely guided?
1: Yeah, I mean I I feel like pretty much everything in my life and in all of our lives are divinely guided if we if we take the moment to reflect and and see how everything has this beautiful synchronistic way of lining up. But for me it was it was definitely because the feeling I had was so profound, <clears throat> excuse me, and the 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 motivation and the and the faith to just give up something so So solid, you know, everybody around me asked me, you know, how how is it you're just gonna give this all up? I mean, you have an award-winning business, you're successful, you're well known in the community, you have a fantastic reputation with a a great you know, you a high status, um, and and you're just gonna give this all up. Like, what what is it? What is that makes you want to do something so crazy? And to me it was. It was almost unexplainable at the time, as far as words are concerned, but, but the feeling behind it and the intention behind it was completely undeniable. And there was no no doubt in my mind that that was the next move for me to make.
0: Amazing. And you know, I love that you use the word faith, because I I really do believe we need faith for everything we do in this life. Um, faith to love, faith to trust, faith to um, follow our dreams and our purpose in this life. And um, it's really beautiful how you were in that deep listening place where you heard the call and you you trusted that
1: yeah and it it is a big it's a big jump for a lot of us to take to have have faith in the unknown because i think there's there's a lot of fear that exists in our world and a lot of a desire to maybe uphold certain expectations of ourselves or to reach certain objectives in our lifetime i think we have this metric that we all measure our value with, and and without having a solid plan, and without having um, these goals and objectives that we're pushing for, I think sometimes we we feel lost. And uh, and for me, in my personal journey, letting go of those mind constructed um, goals and objectives uh, brought myself to a point where I had a lot more relaxation and freedom and I was a lot more connected to the creative inspirations of life rather than living from what I thought was best for myself I was able to tune in to feel what was best and having the faith to continue forward by following the the signs and the omens that were given to me all along the way you know I would I've I've had my doubts and I've had my fears of it all and I've even had thoughts of quitting this project and and giving it all up but serendipitously something all along the way at each of those pivotal moments in time came to me by way of a feeling or a chance encounter or some kind of an undeniable sign or omen from the universe that I was on the right path and it was it was following those signs that gave
0: me the courage to continue to follow with with faith into the unknown Wow. That's so beautiful, inspiring. And thank you so much for sharing that, Chris. And for our audience, Chris, I, I, I know um, that journey started in your Westphalia van in Vancouver Island with no phone, no GPS, no maps, and just this this well of faith and trust and headed down south. And I know you did have a, a very divinely timed encounter in El Salvador. Can you share about that?
1: Yeah, that's probably one of the coolest parts of my whole story. Um, I was in the process of driving down to Nicaragua. I knew that I was going to go to Nicaragua. When I had been backpacking, um, I had spent some time on the island of Ometepe, so I was I was very much uh, accustomed to being here, and I liked the lifestyle of it all. And I knew that this was where I was going, but I didn't have a plan in as to when I was going to arrive, or or necessarily what I was going to do when I got here. So while i was uh traveling down we uh, we pulled into this beach playa tunco in in el salvador and right at that moment when we were driving in there were two other westphalia vans that were caravanning together who pulled in at the exact at the exact same time and and if you're in mexico or somewhere maybe southern california it's not on that that uncommon to see westphalias but in in el salvador they're they're one in a million so uh instantly we all became best friends and uh, decided that we were gonna continue to travel south together. The the other two vans they were actually going all the way down to Patagonia in uh, at the tip of South uh, Central sorry South America and we were just heading into Nicaragua. So they followed us here to Nicaragua. And um, when we arrived into the country, uh, we made our way to the island. They wanted to check out the island of Ometepe, a pretty spectacular island. It's made up of two volcanoes. Um, and just completely picturesque, like something you'd see out of Fern Gully or Avatar. But or, uh, yeah, so so we made our way and we were looking for this one specific location uh, to see the sunset. And while we were looking for it, a bit of a rainstorm came in and we were kind of uh, stuck looking for somewhere to just shelter for the night. And we pull a co- up on this location uh, where I 'm currently at now, and we had some food with the owners, a very nice local Nika Rastafarian type couple who really resonated with us and uh, and and shared some ideas with them about me coming back to do some volunteer work with them. Uh, I was a fitness trainer at the time, and I had done lots of rehabilitation work, post rehab work with my fitness training and this couple. The, the the man the owner he had a previous shoulder injury and obviously you know physiotherapy wasn't a big thing here in the island and he didn't have a lot of money to be able to afford one so i said i would come back after my time at spanish school to volunteer with him and and help him rehab his shoulder and and get a feel for the island because i knew it was where i was going to settle down well uh, everything took shape in that i finished up my school i came back i did some volunteering with him and it just turned out to be that my van literally broke down here at this current location. And this this man, Antonio is his name, had this beautiful picturesque piece of land perfectly for us to be able to collaborate with
0: him on to be able to bring this project to life. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful, what a beautiful journey. You can't deny how serendipitous that moment was and how how everything was just so orchestrated, I guess is the word I'm looking for.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> when your van breaks down,
0: I think you know that's where you're supposed to be. Absolutely, absolutely, so inspiring. I love that story. I spent a lot of my time um, hitchhiking around. The big trip I did was I hitchhiked uh, from the base of South a- South Africa all the way to Egypt. It took me 18 months, just on my thumb and by myself, and. It, um I definitely know the the connection to faith and trust when fear and other pieces are coming in the way and just you know being supported by the local communities and and just yeah yeah I just I hold so so much beautiful memories of my entire traveling time so thank you so much for sharing that that's um that's so inspiring for our 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 whole audience. So if I was to ask you, Chris, what um, what does it mean to live sustainably? What does that mean to you? Well,
1: considering I'm uh, uh, a total minimalist at this current moment, not by choice, but just kind of like how my life has evolved, I'd say that my personal definition is probably a little bit different than most. But the easiest way I would describe for humanity to be able to reach a point of sustainability is to think that... Um, And it's a quote that I've heard before, that there is enough to support every man's need, but not every man's greed. And in our current paradigm, I think greed is something that drives a lot of us. And not in the conventional sense, but in the sense that many of us want more than what we need. And when we focus on uh, ensuring that our needs are met and we remove the desire for all the excess above and beyond what our needs are, naturally we start to live a more sustainable life. And for me personally, I think to myself, what if seven and a half billion other people lived like I did? Would it be sustainable? My previous life where I had a big V8 truck, a four-bedroom house to myself, a boat, uh, jet skis, whatever else, 200 pairs of jeans—who knows—that um, is not sustainable by any stretch of the imagination. If every single person were to live that way, however, the way that I live now is very much sustainable, and I, I feel that when I consider that, as long as we focus on having our needs met, there is enough to be able to to sustain society um, with us as seven and a half billion people on this planet. Uh, when we focus on having our needs and not our greeds and that which is above and beyond our needs mentally. And I think there's also a good lesson in that too, in that take a step back from it and we look at ourselves and what we want and what our desires are. Um, We have to ask ourselves, why? Why do we want this? Why do we desire it? Is this coming from a place of lack? You know, what is this product or consumer good going to do for us that, uh, that maybe we can't do for ourselves, Or are we buying this to just either cheer ourselves up or to elevate our status, or to, to try to fill that
0: that void that I was talking about earlier? So, so true, you know, I used to live with my ego. And like, you know, like you mentioned, I had everything under the rainbow, all the material things, all of everything. And it just, um, I, you know, I, I, I came back to that place of just realizing that we have everything we need within us the guru is us the guru is an external the guru is us we just have to peel back the veil of illusion and start to come back home
1: yeah and that—that that is exactly how i feel about it and the more the more time we invest in trying to acquire these things uh external from us the less time we invest into the introspection and the reflection and the the inner work that that so much of us need in order to be happy, because it's not about what we can build up and acquire on the outside. That's going to make us feel full or feel satisfied or have fulfillment and joy in our life. It's what we remove from us that takes away from that feeling that already exists. Like you said, you know, it's a journey back home. We come out, I I have a 15 year old daughter or 15 year old, 15 month old daughter who I watch and she is just so pure and so full of joy, and so requiring of absolutely nothing except for the very most basic of needs. And it's that that we lose along the way through our, our conditioning and through our upbringing and through the environment and through all of these uh, uh, traits and habits and things that are passed on to us that take away from our divine essence and that that, that create this mindset where we where we need to acquire in order to be whole and and for me that 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 lesson of understanding that we are we are whole as is 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 a uh is a lesson in learning to take away all that prevents me personally from feeling whole and the pursuit of those external things and the desire for these external things is part of that process of of preventing me from feeling whole
0: Absolutely. So well put, Chris. So well put. No wonder we're so aligned. I, I I resonate with every single thing you're saying. So thank you for being so so clear and, and direct with that explanation and that clarity. Um, that really means the world. So Chris, is there any practices that you do on a daily that support you, your mental health, your physical health, um, your ability to hold space, creating this beautiful retreat center that you're doing right now?
1: Aside from my basic physical practices of exercise and and, and proper nutrition, one of the things that I do to help myself feel balanced and to help myself progress on my inner journey is I I like to spend a lot of time in reflection and and introspection. and, And one of the things that has rewarded me the most is is the 100% acceptance of complete and utter personal responsibility for everything in my life. I think, I feel in a lot of situations, it's easy to blame people or situations for the things that you don't want or you don't agree with in your life or the things that you feel may be holding you back. Um, But in doing so, you give up so much of your power. Um, You can't change anybody else and you can't change the past of what's happened and for me understanding that and accepting the fact that i am the artist of my own reality i'm the creator of my life and that and as such i'm responsible for it so no matter what happens to me in my life no matter how abstract or how outside of my control it feels like it is I own it and I accept responsibility for it and in doing so it gives me this authentic power to be able to to change what I need about myself to be able to accommodate these changes that are happening around me because you know like I said I can't change my the the mother of my child or I can't change the situation with this uh, this pandemic that is happening but I can change the way that I look at it. I can change the way that I view my life in relation to these things, and I can make personal changes within myself to be okay with those things, while also being proactive in a way that I think uh, suits my my well being and the well being of our of our globe our global community.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, and just by that, you know, just by the words you just shared there i i I truly believe in the way I live my life is when we can do everything that you're saying there, we can just be reflections for everyone out there in the world and just continuing to honor our truth chris i would I would love for you if you feel called to 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 share a tool or an exercise um with our audience to support them on 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 their journey
1: sure yeah okay I would like to do um little uh exercise in uh, introspection okay so if i can just have everybody for a moment just close your eyes for a moment as if you're about to go into a meditation or a yoga practice and take three deep breaths just focus on relaxing your mind and letting go of the thoughts about your day and Anything else that's coming into your mind at this current moment? Okay, now I want you to take a moment and just think back to past relationships with ex-partners, with your family, with friends, and anybody else that's been influential in your life. And I want you to try to recall one reoccurring criticism or issue that people have brought up with you to do with your personality. Something that has repeated through life, throughout your life cycle, um, and that you've heard come from more than, more than one person's lips. Often it's um, in our way of self-preservation that we will deny these things uh, because sometimes it's hard to swallow these as truths, but uh, like you mentioned briefly, everybody is a mirror for us. So instead of shrugging that off, I want you to completely own it. Accept that this is a trait within your personality, through no fault of your own and own that this is something that you are capable of correcting and that you can, that you can work uh, and process your way through. Now take three more deep breaths and while you're taking those deep breaths, ponder the origins of this trait. This reoccurring trait in your life that does not serve you, that you've been called out before. Take a moment to determine where, who, or how this might have come to be uh, as part of your personality. Think of who in your life may have helped you bring this trait on, and maybe the people who've influenced you to possess this trait. Now while you're doing that, take a moment to create an affirmation in your mind to replace this trait whenever you become conscious of the fact that you were behaving in a way consistent with this trade. So for me personally, for example, I've been told many times in my past that I'm a stubborn person, and I have denied it, thinking I'm a very open-minded person. And and even in in current time and in in heated moments uh, when my ego is is flared, I will I will deny this. But when I when I come back to to conscious awareness, um, I remind myself through a positive affirmation. That I am open-minded, easygoing, and that I flow with the way that God intended me to. So remind yourself of what your trait is that you're looking to heal. Create an affirmation for yourself to be able to repeat whether you uh, become aware of this of this behavior in the moment or later on in your reflection and take some time to repeat that affirmation if you can hold this in your awareness and you can do it often enough and frequently enough eventually you will become uh, programmed in the way that you react to these certain situations and as you process uh, the, the trauma that has come from this trait that no longer serves you you will notice through your interactions with people that eventually this trait uh, is no longer existent or at least it's something that is controlled and that you have a bit of a buffer zone to be able to uh, prevent from coming to the surface and, and doing any uh, more damage or any more negative karma to your life
0: hmm. beautiful Beautiful. I, you know, I, um, I love mantras and I love affirmations as I look at them as protectors of the mind. And, you know, as you're saying with that affirmation and that repetitiveness of the of the affirmation it's almost like it makes an imprint in our body where it it's it's there anytime we need that positive affirmation just through our work and consistency um it's always there to protect the mind protect the mind from any negative um thoughts that are coming through
1: yeah, exactly. And and if we think of our mind as our operating system and we think of all of the, the traits that we possess as being learned traits and programmed into us, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm a, an expert on neuroplasticity, but um, neurons that fire together or wire together or fire together, wire together, um, we can we can reprogram this just just the same way that we were programmed. So instead of reacting to certain situations with our old programming through the use of affirmations um, and through the the repetitive use of affirmations, we can reprogram our operating system so that we react in a way to uh, situations that is more in tune with who
0: we are and who we truly want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, thank you, From my heart of hearts, Chris, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us today, sharing some of your journey with us today and um, offering that beautiful practice at the end to our audience. If if our audience wants to find you or wants to do a bit more um, research into your retreat center, how would they find you?
1: Uh, you can send me an email uh, at info at com, or you can check us out on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward/ slash Utopia.
0: Beautiful Chris. Well thank you thank you once again for, for sharing um, and making time for us today. It really means the world to me.
1: My pleasure Kevin and thank you for, uh, thank you for having this conversation and asking me to be on here. Totally an honor.
0: Thank you for listening to Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Kevin Naidu. Technical production by Sam Robinson. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Thanking again my amazing guest, Chris Ketch, for all that he shared with us today. I hope all of you have a wonderful day. Remember you're beautiful, you're loved, And you're worthy. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.